friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. And this week, I wanted to talk about relationships. I was talking with a friend of mine who is getting married soon, and we were just talking about marriage, relationships, and I was sharing what I've learned in my 20-plus years of being in a relationship. My wife and I have been married for almost 17 years. And we've known each other, we were together for three years before that and knew each other for about a year and some change before that. So we've been at this point, we've been in each other's lives longer than we haven't been in each other's lives. So to be known her for 21 years approximately, and I am 41 myself. So that's uh, a long time to know somebody and to be in relationship with them as friends, as boyfriend and girlfriend, as husband and wife. Um, and so I kind of wanted to share what I've learned and through the context of my five philosophies and just be clear, these are lessons I've learned, not lessons I've mastered. I am still learning how to be, to consistently be a great life partner to my wife. Um, it's not, uh, I don't know, relationship lessons are not something you just learn and you're done, like learning how to juggle or how to ride a bike. It's a lot more complicated than that, and anyway, so let's get into it. So lesson number one is life is hard. In fact, here, let me just give you the five lessons up front. The five lessons are number one, life is hard. Number two, you are important. Beware of self-importance. Number three, your life is not only about you. Number four, you are not always in control. And number five, you are going to die, so live well. All right, so if you just wanted the, the short version, you could sign off now and run away. But let's get into talking about a little bit about each one. So first one, life is hard and life is tough. And it doesn't matter if you are single or if you're in a relationship. We all have our problems. Just because your partner's difficulties don't make sense to you, that doesn't make them any less real. Sometimes I'm having sensory issues. And while my wife does not experience them herself, she understands that they're very real to me. Likewise, she has told me about issues that are not a big deal from my perspective. And in those moments, it is essential that I accept that I don't have to understand the problem for me to be there for her and to support her. I also try to remember not to, that we shouldn't blame each other for the fact that life is hard. I mean, again, it's true whether we're together or apart. So, you know, if I'm having difficulties in life, I have to try to remember not to not to pin that on her. It could just be I'm having a bad day, right? And she has nothing to do with it. And so we just have to remember not to take out our emotional baggage on each other. And also remembering that our partner, wife, husband, however, sorry, I use partner and wife and spouse all interchangeably. So sorry if that offends you. Anyway, moving on. Uh, but anyway, your partner cannot be the source of your peace. They can support, sympathize, love, and help you, but they're not therapists. Well, I don't know. You might be married to a therapist. But for most of us, they're not therapists. They're not licensed counselors. They are not our God or higher power or whatever. You know, they're not our God. They have limits. 
And we can and we will break them if we ask them to play a role that they are not meant to play. So I'm not saying that you can't go to your husband or wife or boyfriend and girlfriend and talk to them about what you're struggling with, but if you're expecting them every day for hours to be to play the role of therapist for you, that's not fair to them. They can't handle that in the long run. I mean, that might be an indicator that you might need to go to therapy, and I've been there. I've been in situations where I needed to see a therapist once a week because my needs were more than what my partner could do for me as far as helping me manage an existential crisis that is going on for weeks or months. And honestly, going to therapy has made me a better husband, so I am a huge fan of it. But I know everybody has their opinions about that, so you know, I'm not your dad. Do what you think is do what you think and what you know is best for you. Anyway, lesson number two. You are important. Beware of self-importance. You both matter. You are both worthy of love, respect, understanding, and support. Don't be afraid to ask for this and expect this from your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife. At the same time, realize that they need to be able to expect and ask this of you. Neither of you are more important than the other, and I can't stress this enough. This cannot be one-sided. Do not value your partner at the expense of yourself, and do not value yourself at the expense of your spouse. Always communicate. I mean, communicate, communicate. I mean, communication is everything. But more importantly, communication with love. Remember that we are all where we are, meaning... Some days, your significant other is going to need you, need your presence, want you around, maybe want you around a little more than you care for. And other days, they might need space. They might need space to be by themselves. They might need space to gather their thoughts, clear their head, cool down, whatever that is. It doesn't necessarily mean that they've stopped loving you. We all have different love languages. And if your love language is presence and being around somebody and their love language is not... It could mean just always, again, that communication. Talk to each other and know what different actions mean to the other person. So then if they do need space, they can maybe reassure you, I love you, I love being with you, but I just need a moment to myself to cool down. And sometimes that's the greatest gift you can give them. Sometimes my wife and I, we might be having a bad day and we need each other. We need each other you know, to interact with each other, just to sit with each other, our presence with each other. And other days, we're like, you know what? I just need to be by myself for a minute. And that's okay. And finally, for this one, change is a part of life. No one stays the exact same person they were when you first met them. That goes for your friends, your coworkers, it doesn't matter. Same is true for your spouse, for your boyfriend or girlfriend. Learn to celebrate each other's growth and change as time goes on. Support them as they gain deeper understandings into who they are and they enter into that season, right? Don't hold them back just because it means that things will be different and possibly a little difficult. All right, number three. Your life... Sorry, where was I? Whoops, (laughs) I apologize. I lost my notes there. Number three. Your life is not only about you. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Most of the time, like 95, 98% of the time, 
when I am fighting with or angry with my wife, it's because I've made whatever that situation is about me. Quite frankly, if you were to stop me and say, Sam, why are you so upset right now? Most of it's going to have the I and me littered throughout whatever I'm ranting about. She didn't do what I wanted to do, or I wanted to do this, or it's not fair to me, or blah, it's, I'm just being honest with you, sometimes I have moments where I'm just, I'm selfish, and I've made it all about me, and in that moment, like, I've got to step back and get myself out of it, you know, get my own ego out of the situation, I have to get my ego out of the conflict, take my self-interested self out of it, and set, step back. And realize that often when I'm angry, it's because I might not feel in control in that moment. It might it might be connected to a past traumatic situation, you know, but again, that goes back to communicating with love, right? Saying, hey, I'm not even really mad about this, babe. I, this has triggered a memory and I got really upset, but it has nothing to do with you. And I'm really sorry for that right? Communicate the real reason why you're upset. And if you don't know the real reason why you're upset, then maybe this is where you need to get some space and journal and think and really ask yourself, am I really this mad about which direction the toilet paper goes? What am I really upset about here? Why am I really angry? What is the real reason? Because often, when I ask myself those questions, I find out that the real reason has nothing to do with her. It has nothing to do with the other person. It is something that I am stressed about or worried about or some control issue I have that doesn't really affect... Like, we're not in danger. Our lives aren't in danger. My career's not in danger. Our children aren't in danger. Our home's not in danger. Our property's not in danger just my fragile ego might be what's in danger or my sense of control over the world is what's actually in danger and when that happens I I recognize what's really going on you know I go back I apologize we have a healthy conversation after that and it it doesn't say I'm not saying that disagreements are bad disagreements are good you're going to have disagreements there's nothing wrong with that but learn how to disagree in a way that respects the other person and no one to give each other that space to think and clear clear your heads and figure out what is the real problem and remember that sometimes love is more important than being right sometimes <laughs> oh all right number 4 You are not always in control. You're not of each other. Not even always of yourself or your family or their family or your friends or their friends. It's just, it's the truth. We just, we can't control everything. I love the idea of it. This is the hardest one for me. I like to be in control of everything. Myself, my health, my people around me and I can't be I am not the world's puppet master so don't try to control each other don't try to manipulate each other into doing what you want them to do it makes for a fun tv episode it makes for a hilarious movie clip a comical tiktok a funny youtube video 
but my personal opinion, it makes for a terrible relationship. All right, I mean, you can joke about your spouse being one of your children all day long, but that should not be the consistent core of a relationship. Now, are there going to be days where one of you needs to look after and care for the other? Absolutely. There are going to be days where one of you needs to carry the other across the finish line. And that is part of life. That is part of marriage. But ideally, unless there is something serious outside going on, like maybe a serious illness or, you know, there are some situations where there's a long-term problem where one person needs the other for an extended amount of time. But if it's just because one of you are selfish or immature, that's not healthy, in my personal opinion. Again, it's your life. Do what you want. I'm just sharing my own advice from what I've learned. Change is unavoidable. Accept it. Um, You know, if you go from dating to being married, it's going to be a change. If you go from not having children to having a child, things are going to change. If you go from one child to two, things are going to change. One person has a career uh, job changes. Your home life will change. You get older, things change. Um, It's just part of life. You can't stop it. And as someone who doesn't like change that is thrust upon him, I'm telling you right now, it can be very stressful. It can be. But the sooner you learn to accept it and, it and learn to have a mindset of I'm going to have to adapt to things it will shorten that curve I believe and definitely you know it doesn't mean you shouldn't have goals you should have goals you should have make plans you should have plans and goals for your life uh, both individually and as a couple but just remember that those goals can change over time as you mature, as you give a, get a greater understanding of who you are and what you want out of life, those goals can change, and that's okay. And I know this is going to sound like a bumper sticker, but learn to enjoy the journey. Life is a journey, not a destination. Death is the destination. Once you arrived at death, you're done. Well, actually, I don't believe that either, but as far as our life on this plane of existence, death is the end of that journey. So just enjoy enjoy the ride. And again, oh gosh, that sounds like such a bumper sticker. Forgive me. Forgive me. I got real cheesy there, but do enjoy the ride. Enjoy life. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy it and enjoy it together. And I do recommend, you know, if you're serious about the relationship, if you're serious about having a serious relationship with someone, you should make time early on to talk about the big things. Talk about what are your career goals? Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Right? Because if those things happen, if those things are in your future, then this philosophy matters even more. Kind of rambled there. Hope that one made sense. All right. It's almost over. If you're still listening, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um, I hope somewhere in all of this mess is something that you can take with you into your own life and your own relationships. All right, finally, you are going to die, so live well. I strongly encourage having a hobby or creative outlet that is your own. Um, Ideally, it should be affordable based on whatever your income level is, and it needs to have the right place in your life, meaning it should be important 
but not too important. Kind of sounds like the second philosopher, doesn't it? But what I mean is, like, for example, my podcasting, drawing, making TikTok videos, like, that's a creative outlet for me that's mine. But there are some days where I don't have time to to do any of this because I'm taking care of my family, being with my kids, being with my wife. So it's important. I do make time for it, but it's not so important that it keeps me from doing my job or being a part of my family, taking care of doing laundry, helping grocery shopping, you know, all those little things. And then I also recommend finding something that you can enjoy together, whether big or small. Like some people are blessed in that they have similar special interests like hiking or they both love canoeing or they both love I don't know juggling fire whatever right and they can do that together and that's amazing or it could just be something simple like enjoying a tv show together it just needs to be something that you can share together that you both can enjoy you both can be excited about And an opportunity to build the friendship side of your relationship. Because I firmly believe that if you are getting married, if you are married, that the romantic stuff is amazing. But for me, the friendship part is the best part of being married. Is just being able to be friends together and that living life together piece. And all that being said, there are, sometimes you might have to work a lot. Sometimes you might not have a lot of time for each other. And for short bursts, that's okay. It's okay to have, you know, a month or so where you really have to put extra work into your job. And it might take more time and it might take time away from your family for a little bit of time. But if it becomes your whole life, then I personally recommend that it changes. That happened to me once. I had a job where I was gone for the bulk, like four days at a time consistently. My hours were so long. I was gone before my kids woke up and I didn't get home until after they went to bed. To the point where my son would ask me if I was working the next day and I'd tell him yes and he would start crying because he knew he wasn't going to see his dad for several days. And that was a heads up to me that I needed to change what I was doing with my life. That, you know, it's making good money, but not being there for your family. I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. But again, it's your life. Do what you want. I'm not your dad. And then finally, make time to rest. Build it into your schedule. Make time for things that fill your soul. That just bring happiness and joy into your life. Because this is your one life. Now, I will say, if you are a person who making money is the fun thing for you, and that actually is fulfilling, and that's, you know, and you go to sleep peaceful and happy and fulfilled, and your soul is, I have questions and concerns, but again, hey, it's your life. For some people, business is a hobby, and it's their passion, and that's just all they want to do, and they're content doing it, and they have no regrets at the end of their life. They're like, I did exactly what I wanted to do with my life, and if that's you, go for it. But if it's not, I mean, come on. You only go through life once. Live it well. All right, friends. Hopefully, again, like I said earlier, I'm repeating myself now, but hopefully in the midst of all of this, there was something worthwhile. Um, 
episodes like this make me very insecure because I'm sharing very real, very real things. And I do love to talk about real things, but the realer, is that a word, realer? We're going to make it a word. The realer something is that I'm sharing, the more afraid I am of negative feedback. You know, when I share a poem or, you know, if I make a silly video and post it and someone insults me, I don't care. It's not me. I'm not sharing from my heart or my soul. But when I talk about chronic illness or being autistic or about relationships or about education, in those moments, I'm sharing my true self, my real self. And it's it's scary because when people make snide comments or passive-aggressive questions... I think about them for days and I am learning to undo that, but I'm just being real with you. The insecurity is real. I'm trying not to let it stop me from creating, but anyway, all right, you know what? I've talked long enough. All right, friends, it's time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers. Thank you, friends, for listening to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. If you'd like to see what else I am up to, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, all at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Um, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me, think of, let me know if there are any other things you'd like me to talk about. All right, friends, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.